Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. Thanks for being up bright and early. This is Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. Couldn't do it without my guest. We are so happy to welcome back Marissa Jackman. She is executive director of the Aaron Levitas Foundation. They're about to host their third annual Stroll and Roll, which will be in person for the first time. And they need to raise 150000 bucks to support sexual assault prevention through early education. It's coming up at Camden Yards and M&T Bank Stadiums downtown um, this Saturday, actually, May 7th. And we'll give all that information out in a sec. But first up, welcome back, Marissa. How you doing? Good. Thank you, Gina, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. When you just looked it up, you're so um, good with the with the dates and the details. You looked up the last time that we spoke was April of 2021. And I think we were yeah. also talking about your uh, stroll and roll, right? Yeah, that's a great point. And you've never had this. If you think about it in terms of all that we've been through in the pandemic the last three years, the fact that it's the third annual and it's has this is in person for the first time just goes to show how much you've been through, you're running this very important nonprofit organization, helping so many people, and finally you get to do that in person. That's got to be an amazing feeling. It is. Our community is incredible, but the fact that we're growing so much that we're like, let's let's make it live, let's do it together, and we need everyone's help. Oh, absolutely. We can't do it without it. We want to thank everyone for being up early and listening and later on for clicking on the website article that will be out there. Uh, but first up, for anybody who's not as familiar about the Aaron Levitas Foundation, maybe they didn't catch that interview, unfortunately, please tell us all about it. Sure. So the Aaron Levitas Foundation, we're about five years old, and we're a Baltimore-based nonprofit, and we work to prevent sexual assault with early education. So it's like middle school age kids and their communities, the teachers, the parents. And our work is research informed so we can build our programs, you know, based on what we know is working and we do research ourselves in our future and we're excited about it. And it's called like a comprehensive model. So it's, this is a public health issue. Sexual assault is happening and we want to stop it. And our community is really a group of people and experts who care to invest in this change because they see and we see that we want it better for the next generation. So we want to prevent sexual assault, sexual violence before it happens. That's so important. And tell us the very unique story that inspired your family to start the foundation in Erin's honor. And I know she's so proud of, of yeah, what so, you're doing. 
Yeah, so Erin, um, a bubbly, incredible young woman from Baltimore herself, and she really started this work. Um, unfortunately, she was raped at 19, and she it changed the trajectory of her life. She decided to go to law school, is what she wanted to do, become a lawyer to support survivors and, you know, work on prevention. Um, and unfortunately, she was diagnosed with cancer her senior year of college, right before she was going to go to uh, Maryland Law School. Um, and so this work is her legacy. It really is. And um, and that's, you know, the foundation's mission um, is why, you know, prevention is really the main focus. And real quick about her law school. Um, she was going to be going to the University of Maryland, Francis King Carey School of Law. Um, and that's really where your programs originate, right, with those experts that she she knew very many of those people, didn't she? Exactly. So, you know, with our with our mission, our work to reduce, you know, peer sexual assault through this early education, what happened was when Erin was sick, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, why, why don't you work on cancer, right? She, that's what took her life. But that wasn't what her life was about, right? That's what ended her life, unfortunately. And she was like, cancer sucks. I hate it. People are working on it. But this is the work I was going to do. And what happened was when she was sick and after she was diagnosed terminal, so she knew that she was not going to fulfill this mission of hers. Um, When she was sick at night, sometimes her mom, Wendy, would hear her crying and she'd go upstairs and say, like, is it is it death? Like, what can we talk about? And unfortunately, it was night terrors from her rape that were keeping her up at night. And I think that really stuck with the family um, that that, you know, this was her mission. This was her life. And, um, you know, the people at Maryland did know her. So after she passed away, um, the reason we're focusing on prevention was, you know, to have a young woman who's, you know, dying of cancer to be kept up at night from these experiences like that that's not okay and it needed to be you know so it's like what what's a child experiencing in school right who has been through a similar experience and so the prevention is why we focus on that and Maryland was the right the right partner from the start they they knew Aaron they were excited to have her and Aaron actually said two of the hardest letters were for her to write was when she was diagnosed with cancer she had to you know defer going to um, Marilyn Carey Law, and then her ultimate letter was when she had to say, you know, I'm, you know, once she was diagnosed terminal, that she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to come um, oh, that's, at all. That's, so she said, give up my spot. Wow, that's heartbreaking. But the fact that they're carrying on and doing the work that she, you know, would have graduated and been doing, been right and hands on in the middle of everything, um, is is a comforting feeling knowing that. And the fact that you know you are all family. That's she, she's your cousin. And did what? Do you remember that conversation? Did she write you a letter? Did she ask you personally? Because you're such a great person to be executive director. You speak so well. You're so connective and so genuine. And obviously, this is so personal. As do you remember what that was like when she asked you to do that? Yeah. So it was. You know, it really came from her as she was like, this is the work I was going to do. And her mom, Wendy, and I spoke about it because Aaron and I were close. Um, and But she didn't really tell everybody about this personal experience she had. So she had, um, you know, done some work at Wake Forest where she went to college in her sorority. Um, but, you know, I feel honored to be able to do this work. But a lot of people who know me are like, is this your thing? You know, and it really, it wasn't. But life happens, right? And things come across, you know, come across to us. And I'm a mom. I have two kids. And when 
when she brought it to our attention and I started to learn more about it, I felt that, you know, I didn't know all of this information. And that's why we work so closely with experts, because it's like this is possible. Prevention is possible, but we need it in a lot more places. And we want to do it the right way where we know um, that the outcomes can be there. Mm-hmm. So we can make this change. Yeah, it is such important subject matter that you need the work of an expert to help you with that mission. Absolutely. And um, do you find that a lot of people do ask, though, still to this day, like, gee, I wonder why she didn't, you know, start a cancer-based nonprofit. But now I think learning more about it, they understand exactly why, why you didn't. Yeah, it definitely makes our, our little elevator pitch hard, right? You're like, oh, wait, what? You're like, wait a minute. There's another cause yeah, in there somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, one thing you learn is, like, you can't do everything, but you can do something. So this focus was so important to her. And obviously it's become your life's work as well, which is great. So tell us about some of the foundation's programs because you're doing incredible things. Every time I talk to you, you've got something new you know, to talk about. And I know you do today because it's been a year. But, you know, think of all that's happened since we spoke. Um, I'm sure you have new programs and the latest, like anybody that knows that they donated to your organization, um, that, you know, that money is staying local and going and helping so many other people, which I know would make uh, Aaron so proud. Definitely. So we have our our big program is called Aaron Talk, and that is in the schools. We're in two Baltimore City schools. So we were in one, I think, probably when we spoke last. Now we've doubled. Um, And that's where we use restorative practices, which is like talking circles, like people used to do when, you know, sit, um, you know, crisscross applesauce and have a discussion or they're sitting in chairs where, you know, there's a lot of positive things that comes from that method um, of teaching. And they have discussions and examples where the kids get to learn together um, about things like boundaries and consent. Um, And we've gotten really incredible feedback um, from the schools that we've worked with about the experiences children are having where they're getting to realize, you know, some early behaviors you know, that they think we're just fine, they realize that their peers aren't okay with it, or they talk through a scenario. um, And we're, you know, enforcing and helping to teach them these healthy attitudes and behaviors that can give them good and healthy relationships in their future. And and when we have more funding, we want to take it, you know, to many more schools and actually scale nationally as well oh, with great. that program. So that's the goal, more schools and maybe, yep. and, and eventually, and that will happen, trust me. Yes, um, it will. <laughs> on, we, yeah. yeah, for sure. And so that, why is that early education so important in the prevention of sexual assault? Because you've definitely... Um, realize that. And that's, you know, where you're starting because it is some other organizations might focus on college age kids, but you're really starting younger to say, hey, let me recognize what's not right about this behavior of this, you know, person in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we find that um, we're hearing high school is, you know, quote unquote, too late. It doesn't mean that you can't speak to them. um, But those attitudes and behaviors that they're forming for relationships are starting really early. And we need those skills Sooner. You know, with 50% of middle school students, you know, experiencing sexual harassment, and sexual harassment is a precursor to things like sexual assault and rape, mm-hmm. we want to focus on those early behaviors and stop them. You know, and, and with our, we also have a teacher talk program that helps, um, you know, the, the educators around young people to be able to focus on those precursors, those things that, you know, certain types of bullying and name calling that are early signs, we actually find that they're responded to less. Um, And then people, you know, and then, oh, rape, rape, sexual assault, that's not okay. But maybe ignoring, you know, some 
some bullying, and that's not okay. We want them to focus on those early things so we can stop the um, the more escalated, you know, sexual violence. Yeah, and just having the conversation, like talking about it, what might have been, you know, considered like not appropriate for children, it absolutely 100% is. And there's a way that you can do it in a way that you bring it up that um, that it's that it's not, you know, it's just going to become part of the conversation as it should be, which is going to just be such a big help and already is. Such a good point, right? It's not like, don't do that. Right, you know? right. The point is, and that's what we will, that's part of our education. And it's, it's a virtual program. It's actually piloting in just a couple of months. And so the idea is that, you know, it's scary to respond to something that you might not know a lot about. So it helps them take note of, you know, what, you know, how, let's help the child understand like, hey, why, why did they say that? Did they just hear it somewhere and they don't really know what it means? What's their intention there? And so help them understand more about what can happen with what they've said or done, you know, what, how it made the other person feel and why it's not okay in this establishment and in life. And then continuing on from there. So they can, you know, have what they need to feel supported to help prevent this behavior. And you know what's a big help is that you just published a book and already I know the feedback has been incredible about that and saying, you know, I wish we had this book sooner and but we do mm-hmm. now. So for anybody that doesn't know about it, please tell us about your book cuz I think this is going to do incredible things. Yes, I love this book. It is a, a passion of passion project. You know, we had a Baltimore family come up to us and said, I think we should write a children's book about this. And, you know, we had an event where they came up and they didn't know that so much happens early. So much is formed early in young people. And it was a dad and a mom that said, you know, we don't actually know how to talk to our kids about things like boundaries and body parts. And we hadn't taught our kids their, you know, the right name of their body parts yet. So, Let's do it. And so, you know, we took it on with them because while we focus on that middle school age, that work will be even stronger with families and children that have really important foundations like, you know, understanding boundaries and knowing the name of their body parts and that really important protective factor, which is young people knowing that they can talk to a trusted adult about anything. So someone that they can, you know, they've already had conversations about maybe hard topics or their bodies with, and they are understanding, you know, that they should feel safe, you know, and their body is theirs. And we worked with incredible experts at um, LifeBridge Health Center for Hope. Um, We had actually a, a diversity and equity inclusion expert, which is so important for this book because Mm -hmm. representation matters and we, you know, you can't, you can't get everyone in here, but there is important um, information in here. So kids can see themselves in the topics that we're talking about. Everybody can have, you know, healthy boundaries. Everyone can ask for space and we want the children to see themselves and being able to use that language. Yeah, it's really incredible. You can see it right on the cover and, you know, and to see themselves back, like a lot of times people don't don't see themselves reflected in something that's trying to help mm-hmm. them. So it really does make a huge difference. That's really incredible that you guys made that a priority as well. Um, and Everybody Talk is is the name of it of the book. And um, it's really aligned with the organization's mission. Um, I know you would agree in early education to help prevent sexual assault, which is what we're talking about today. Um, so tell us about where, you know, where people can get it. We went to the book uh, party together and we had Adam Rosenberg there, one of your specialists you were talking about um, that you've, you know, that you worked with on this book. And um, 
and there was a co-author as well and, and artwork and all of that exciting stuff. And we want people to see that. How can we, um, how can people get their hands on this book? For sure. Yeah. The co-author Matthew Middleman was just, you know, we were up in the middle of the night texting about images and it was really made with love. And so we, um, we've heard just such great things. And a lot of people, like you said, saying, I wish I had it. Yes. Oh, you know, a a dad, a mom, everybody is kind of saying, you know, any grandparents are reading it with their kids too. So it's very cool that they're in on, on this, these important protective factors and starting these conversations with kids. Um, and, and you actually said something about, um, how representation matters. We work with um, Emily Ladau, who is an advocate for individuals with disabilities, and she said she never saw herself in certain um, education, so mm-hmm. she thought it didn't apply to her. Right, right. If you, yeah, if you, that's so so true. So if you don't see your, you think, oh well, that doesn't apply. To me. That's such an important point, and um, it might not have been the first thing on your mind when you're writing this. But aren't you glad that mm-hmm. you thought about that and and Definitely. how many more people you are helping you know you have yeah. you have to help as many as you possibly can that's awesome so people can just so yeah they can get that on our website yeah okay, but at Aaron, you know they can actually go to everybodytalkbook.org and order it right there perfect that's awesome yep. or, or your website is aaronlevitas.org is that right that is that's correct awesome that is so cool um and so this is the third year that the foundation is hosting its annual stroll and roll fundraiser we want to, and that's also when we're talking websites you can also go to aaronlevitas.org slash stroll which are going to go there as soon as you finish listening to us right and go get your tickets if you haven't already so you're hosting the you know your annual stroll and roll fundraiser but this is the first year for being in person, as we mentioned earlier in the interview. So tell us about this year's event. I know there's tons of activities for kids and all sorts of things. So give us the rundown. I'm super excited. Yeah, we are so thrilled. I mean, because of the success the last two years of our virtual community, we we decided let's have an in-person version this year. You can still be virtual, but the in-person is really going to be um, incredible this year. So it's going to be around, you know, the Camden Yard Sports Complex, and you'll get some private access, right? We're going to walk through the stadium around um, them, and it's going to be incredible. We're going to have um, lots of games for kids, and we we have like over 70 sponsors. The community has really stepped it up and it's $35 for adults. Kids are free, Yay! but we do. Yeah. Right. Why not? Let's have some fun together, especially because we want to, we want the kids there. This is the work we do. And we recognize, you know, this is, we want people to start these conversations. So come out and celebrate with us. Um, we'll have a DJ. You'll be there. I'll be there. Yes. Yeah. The Oriole Bird. Um, and we have a new promotion, actually, that we're really excited about from a sponsor of ours. Um, for those that do choose to pay $35 for adults and make a $10 donation per child, we'll get Orioles tickets to that night's game with That's the awesome. um, Royals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a good series, too. And then parking is also free. I mean, there's so free. much that's free. And now this special deal that the generosity of your partners, which it sounds like this year you've had even more response, which is incredible incredible um, because we certainly don't do this alone that's for sure so that's going to be awesome I love it and where people always want to know you know 
uh, Marissa, where's the money going? Like, where are the funds yeah, raised from the event? What well, you know, <laughs> and and we got to answer that question because accountability. Yeah. You guys, absolutely. If you don't, if they don't know your mission, they they will after hearing this or go, visiting your website or checking out the event or talking to another friend or neighbor or teacher or kid or who knows. Um, you know, word of mouth is so so important. So if anybody's wondering um, what the you know what the funds raised from the event will be used for, then I'm certain that you could tell us what that is. Yes, it's some of the programs I just spoke about, right? So our in-school curriculum in Baltimore City, that teacher talk program that's launching um, later this year where it'll be virtual for educators, professionals who work with young people to get that out, um, as well as getting the book to more families. We've donated it to a number of places, and we are also still working on our parent education, which is going to be very valuable and free for all. And so, you know, it's taking a long time to create that. And that's why we need the funds, because, um, you know, to do research and to have, you know, the right people to do this work, just like as you saw in the book, you know, it, it, we, we get the highest you know, level of experts involved um, so the work can can help and prevent. Yeah, absolutely. So how do people register for this event? Is it first of all, tickets are still available, right? They are still available, and then they can, um, you can also get them the day of, but it'll be definitely better to guarantee your T-shirt and your spot. Um, register in advance at strollandroll.info. That's strollandroll.info. And I'm not sure I mentioned, you know, if you have kids with you, Every kid, you know, if, if you sign up in advance, you'll get a T-shirt, then they get to color those shirts, and there's a huge coloring wall. We'll have a giant slide, a moon bounce, giant bubbles, face painting, glitter tattoos. It's just, like, going to be, you know, kind of a, a festival of fun with some, you know, education um, overlaid in there. And, you know, you had that color wall at the book uh, party as well, which yeah. is really cool because to have kids involved, I mean, let's face it, sometimes they get bored at not at this because it's going to be a ball. <laughs> but like at a book party that's really for grownups having, you know, a snack and a glass of wine, they're like, what are right. the kids going to do? But it was perfect. It was so cute to see the the beautiful artwork they were creating from coloring in this this like template, you know, and it kept them busy and involved and engaged. And you've just really thought of everything. You've thought about the parents not having like to being able to connect with people and not have to worry about their child because they're busy doing something. And it, it, it's really a great formula. And did and you said you're a mother of two yourself. So is that is that something that you've helped work and what makes another reason that makes your foundation so special because it's it's about kids and um and you've really involved them in every every aspect. Definitely. I mean being a parent is the, the best and hardest you know, thing that we can do. And it's, you know, we're all in it together. And so I think that we, you know, everyone who is on our team works from the heart and we are really passionate about it. And definitely my experience as a mom, you know, I'm like, oh, give the, the kids are getting medals because my four-year-old, if there's a medal there, he will be there. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, kids love that stuff and they do need to be entertained. And I also know that it can be hard to be a parent. So if, you know, it gives the parents a little break when your kid going up and down a giant slide 27 times, you're like, please wear yourself out, go for it. <laughs> you know, we'll have some snacks for them and water and, you know, they can, let's bring a smile to their face and also support the parents in starting these harder conversations, but that we know can really help protect our next generation. So we're, we're there for each level, you know, of this conversation from supporting the kids and supporting the families and communities around them. Great. And then those virtual participants, too, are going to get, uh, that's the same admission fee and everything. And they're pretty much, they're going to have access to, 
you know, just but they won't physically be there. But that's another great way to support the Aaron Levitas Foundation, right? They can they can also participate. Definitely. We've had, I mean, last year, like, so there's a virtual photo booth, so everyone can participate in that. We had someone ride a horse last year, and we have <laughs> race cars. It's super fun. Bicycles, however, you know, and a lot of people walking um, and rolling. And then, um, yeah, so, and there'll be, yeah, so they can do the virtual photo booth, and um, there might even be a step tracker, and there's a lot of ways to be involved. I mean, that's the only way we've had it in the past, so yeah. we're just excited to be able to offer multiple ways to get involved. That's right. And in person. It's, I, you know, it's funny to think of that. It's almost unusual to think that the stroll and roll began virtually. So like that yeah. virtually is very much a part of it because that's all it was up until this point because that's all you exactly. could do. But now that we're, you know, to still taking the necessary protocols, but it's outside. And if there's anybody that still has concerns about that, you know, you've thought about everything. So there's definitely if you're able to join, please join. But again, virtual is another great way to support your organization. Are there other ways that people can support the Aaron Levitas Foundation beyond the stroll and roll? And if so, how can we do that? Definitely. So one is we always need volunteers. So I know there's a lot of young people getting credit for that. And then just people of all ages that say, oh, I've got time. I want to help out. So, you know, we you can email us on our website. Actually, on the Stroll and Roll website, there's a volunteer um, form as well. And then there's, you know, we have unbelievable sponsors. We wouldn't be able to do this work without them. So there's always funding opportunities. Um, and then, you know, call or email us to get education at, you know, your establishment, your school for young people, buying a book or setting up a a call, a talk, a Zoom with a group of people. We even have um, some book clubs of all ages choosing this children's book because it is bringing up very interesting conversations. You know, I'm speaking to, you know, 70-year-old women that are like, I, I, I can talk about every page of this book, you know, and scenarios that I wish you know, we had conversations about when I was younger. Gosh, yes. But luckily it is here and we, we have the book now, again, which is called Everybody Talking. It's, it's so great. And you're, you you want to raise um, $150,000 at least, right, to support sexual assault at prevention <laughs> through early education. And so are we cool with exceeding that $150,000 goal? Because I think we're going to do that. Yes, please. We definitely <laughs> want to and need to. And the sponsors, you know, really get a lot of you know, attention and credit in our community around Baltimore and even nationally. So we um, we can do it. We'll do it together so we can keep this work going and growing it so we can get to more kids and more families. Absolutely. That's the goal. And uh, you've been mentioning our sponsors. If you want to name without forgetting anybody, you know, sometimes if you name them all, you feel like you're going to forget one. But are there a few specifically or anybody, you know, that you want to thank that come to mind that um, you really want to, now's your time to really thank those sponsors because honestly, you know, we all work together. We couldn't do this with them. Certainly. So, you know, we have our, you know, our two top main sponsors for sure. So that, you know, we have the um, Lowell and Harriet Glazer Family Foundation and the Phyllis L and Leonard J. Atman Foundation. But some some to name, you know, we have the Lost Group R.W. Baird and TPC Racing. The Ravens are supporting us. You all, you know, um, we have uh, 101.9. We're just really, you know, thankful. Future Care Center for Hope. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, you know, everyone is listed on our website. And, you know, I also have to say we have a ton of in-kind sponsors that this event is going to be spectacular and we could not do it without them. And it's pretty incredible. Um, how many people have stepped up and continue to step up? I remember last year, even like after the day, we still had sponsors coming in. And that just really shows 
you know, the devotion and everyone gets printed in our, you know, annual report. So people still see their names no matter what, but I know that they do it to show their own communities that, you know, this is something that they care about. That's great. And we've been talking to Marissa Jackman. She's the executive director of the Aaron Levitas Foundation and a great way to end um, in honor of Aaron. Uh, what do you think your cousin Aaron would say about the work being done by the organization today, yesterday and in the future? Because you continue to to grow and help even more people. I think I think she'd appreciate that she wasn't you know, she is not going to ever be forgotten. She was, she had a loud personality and I think she was very sad that she wasn't going to have her whole life, you know, um, and meet more people, but people get to meet her in a way every day through this work. Um, and through the, like kind of the light that she brings into our community. Um, and, she would be impressed, I think, because she was the go-getter, and she's like, you guys did this? That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it was really the community. <laughs> and that we heard her. You know, we we listened to her, um, and, you know, we continued her legacy, and, and we cannot do it without the community that really steps up every day with, um, you know, whether it's a gift, a donation, a volunteering, telling someone else about the work, or the people who learn with us, and, you know, their attitudes and behaviors and support this work within their own lives. It's incredible. Well, reason to definitely join us this Saturday, May 7th at uh, Camden Yards and M&T Bank Stadium for the third annual Stroll and Roll. Get more info, get signed up, get going, AaronLevitas.org slash stroll. Thank you so much, Marissa Jackman, Executive Director. So nice to catch up with you, and we will see you out there on Saturday. Yes, strollandroll.info. Go there, check it out. We'll see you there. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning, and thank you all for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.